Fourth Cut Reviews. I'm your host, EJ Leeson, and today with me is my special friend, my co-host, my little Apple Scrapple, Chris Conforti. How's it going, buddy? I am doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful, my friend. I'm doing wonderful. Life is pretty good. I'm excited to talk about this movie that we got to watch recently. You, you just You saw this before, right? Yes. Okay. And this was my first time ever watching it. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. Now, Chris, if you want to give a little intro to the movie. Sure. So first I'll I'll say how I had found out about it. Yeah. It was in Redbox one day, and I was looking for an interesting movie. And at that time, I was going through a comparison, I guess, of all of the different Christmas carols. So I was going through all of the different versions, trying to compile what I thought was the best one. I think we watched something over 30 different versions of it that year. And I went to Redbox and I happened to stumble upon this movie, which is called The Man Who Invented Christmas. And I happened to take a chance on it because at that time we were watching all of them. And for those of you who don't know, it is without a doubt my favorite Christmas story is a Christmas carol. And this movie in particular follows Charles Dickens and all of his inspirations in coming up with the story that would, you know, be one of, if not the most timeless Christmas movie of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Easily one of the best Christmas stories ever, you know, in in so many times you see this this plot well not of this movie but of the the christmas carol of stage plays of a christmas carol right. and i was just right. always attracted and lured into this story and a lot of people probably don't know that about me but i i absolutely i i adore a christmas carol the i adore all the movies that are based off of the books it, it's absolutely my favorite you know, one of my favorite stories. And the reason why I'm actually one, of course, that requested to do it because I don't want to do any Christmas carols. And the reason I don't want to do it is maybe next year you and I will have a chance to do the same type of comparison of all the different Christmas carols. I don't know that there's too many, too many more adaptations to a book other than a Christmas carol. Of course, you're going to be talking about, you know, Jesus and the Bible. You're probably talking about Dracula. Christmas Carol's got to be up there. There is a lot of different variations to it. And a lot of times, you're talking great actors who play the part of Ebenezer Scrooge. Like you're talking Patrick Stewart, Alistair Sim, Reginald Owen. And this is Christopher Plummer, the great Christopher Plummer. Sound of music, Christopher Plummer. Yeah. 
there, there's so many of them. Jim Carrey has voiced Scrooge. George C. Scott, an Academy Award winner who played Patton. So there's there's just so many different people, so many different great actors who have had the opportunity to voice Scrooge. And I love this movie because it's giving you the factual, and that's, that's something I have to stress. I mean, of course, you have the Hollywood embellishment in there, but it's giving you the mostly factual reasoning on how Charles Dickens created this book and everything that was going on in his life. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, I actually really liked the man who invented Christmas. Well, that's the movie we we're talking about today. It, it's easily, it's weird. Cause when this movie started, I thought it was kind of corny, right? Cause like he meets the girl who comes in to clean the house. Like what is she like his, Maid his servant something. yeah yeah and and she's like yes you know back in ireland they used to talk about ghost stories coming in the veil lifting on christmas eve and then he would like whisper like christmas eve you know and then, <laughs> then later on he's like walking in the cemetery and a guy goes by and goes bah humbug and he goes bah humbug you know so i was like okay is this what this movie is but then it gets really, 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 really good. Really good. I actually was surprised. Because at first, like I said, I thought it was going to be a little cheesy, right? But then mm-hmm. as it was going and going, I'm like, wow, the cast in this movie is really good. I, Christopher Plummer, right? Yeah, what, I mean, oh. amazing Christopher Plummer. Like I said, Sound of Music, Christopher Plummer. You know, yeah. This man's a, a legend. Something that you might not know is, I believe when this movie was made, Christopher Plummer was the oldest actor ever to portray Ebenezer Scrooge. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because mostly, mostly he's portrayed, in the book, it, it's, it's, a, it's you know, put out that he's probably elderly. And most of the movies that come out kind of paint him as like a middle-aged man. And a lot of times I think a lot of people like that because, you know, if you're in middle age, there's, there's more time for you to change yourself. There's more time for you to do good. So a lot of people has, have changed that, I th- feel like, over the years. However, yeah. in this movie, I think that they're very stern to the book. And like I said, Christopher Plummer, I believe, was 84 when he had filmed this. And at that time, wow. I don't know if anything has changed. I believe he was the oldest actor ever to play Ebenezer Scrooge. That is crazy. I actually did not know that. Like, that's fascinating. That's really yeah, cool. I, I, I love A Christmas Carol. And I think a lot of the things that you were finding is corny, too. I, I think in a way, and this is just this is just my interpretation of it. I think that that was somebody searching. I feel like that was Charles Dickens searching for anything kind of to latch on to. Because what the story and what the movie has is a historical representation of him. He did come out of a lot of flops before yeah. A Christmas Carol. It, it was, I think, a five, maybe five years or so, maybe a little bit less than that. By the time that he actually had like a decent work that he was able to put out. So I think a lot of that is like him trying to reach on to anything that he hears and his mind is going, okay, how do I make a story out of that? <sighs> yeah. That's and it just blows my mind. Yeah, I I thought Dan Evans, right, is the actor playing Charles Dickens. Dan Stevens, isn't it? Dan Stevens. Okay. He, um, 
he was a beast, right? In Beauty and the Beast. Exactly. That's actually how I was going to preface this to you. I was going to say it's the actor <laughs> who plays the beast in Beauty and the Beast playing Scrooge. Well, playing Charles Dickens, rather. The drama picks up in, in the way he talks about the characters. Yeah. I I thought that was he did a great job. Like if, like again at first I'm like okay this is like maybe a little corny, but then like Scrooge Scrooge couldn't do that. He's miserable. He has no one. He like he can't change. He he's been this way his whole life, and he's like trying to justify why Ebenezer Scrooge is the way he is, right? And mm-hmm. I, there's points where he's like talking about the characters whether it's like Tiny Tim or Scrooge, you know, and he's so passionate and, and, and talks about them in such a real way that like to him, they're real, you know what I mean? Of course it, it's a, it's his work. And so he's like, this person wouldn't think this way. And even though he has that servant girl that's working for him, she actually starts to read it. And gives him feedback. And he's like, no, you can't change Scrooge. Like, he can't. And she's like, no, you can't let this happen. You know, like, and she's like, kind of, she's a huge influence on the story. 100%. Right? Wouldn't you say so? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm not sure what, what the historical accuracy of her is. And, and if this is what I would assume is a little bit more of Hollywood embellishment into it. But she's 100% a huge influence in the story. Even so much as to the fact like she sees what's going on from a, like a humanist type way of looking at the story where she's like, well, you can't let Tiny Tim die. And he's very adamant right. pretty much up until the end of the like deadline time. I'm killing this kid because I'm going to show the world what it's like to be an Ebenezer Scrooge, somebody that doesn't care about anything because the only thing he cares about is money because that's all Scrooge has. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he doesn't have a family or, and he doesn't have any loved ones or anything. Right. So he's like, why would he change? Like, this is the world he knows. Like this is who he is as a person. And so I thought that was like super, Oh my God, just phenomenal. Um, and I actually have to back out for so something. Passionate. Like- yeah, so I have to. The reason I requested this movie is because I have to explain myself based on a previous movie that we did, which was last Christmas. And the reason why I wanted to do this is because I said that there wasn't a movie that could get political and stand the test of time. And as I said that, I thought to myself, well, what I'm saying is simply not true because a Christmas carol has done that. And what the Christmas carol, what the main overarching theme is, really is this is the danger of unchecked capitalism when there's no laws to prevent anything from happening where you could have kids working around the clock. And th- that's right. a lot of what this this basis is. So where I guess I, I, I wanted to clarify that is I feel like last Christmas kind of throws it in there and it doesn't need to be in there where this movie, the whole movie is about this. Right, yeah. It's all, it is, it's about, oh my gosh. It really is, it's about about, unchecked, it's really about unchecked capitalism, where there are no labor laws, and, you know, we're fortunate now that we get to grow up in a time where there is labor laws, but in Charles Dickens' time, that wasn't the case, and this story is partially taken from a trip that Dickens had 
in uh, Manchester where he got to witness a lot of the poor and, you know, see like everything that was happening. And Charles Dickens himself had to live this life. And I think that the, the movie does a good job of showing you that when he was 10 years old, he had to leave school. His parents couldn't afford it. So they had to send him to one of these places. And you see a lot of this mentality in Ebenezer Scrooge, where he's like, oh, are there no prisons? Are there no workhouses? And a lot of the charitable guys yeah. are like, well, you know, some of them would rather just die. And, you know, we see that, that character like that in this movie. That's not Scrooge. It's supposed to be based on a real interaction that Charles Dickens has in it. And, you know, Dickens says, well, they'd rather just die. And the guy's like, do it. Decrease the surplus population that if you don't like it really is about that. And when you really think about it, that story, that meaning has faded over time. Now it's about family. It's all about doing the right thing. It's all about, you know, you always have in your heart the ability to change. Right. And I like at the end of the movie in in the end credits right before well before the credits roll really they um they even state that when the book came out that christmas right it it sold out immediately and charity was at an all-time high like it, it really influenced like people to be like i need to go out and give which is so incredible to think about that you know what i mean like i love hearing that those kind of stories like like J.M. Barry donating the rights to Peter Pan to the orphanage. So that way they always get money. You know, it's always like a way for the orphanage to get money. And so like stuff like that, like, so Charles Dickens, I'm sure probably inspired J.M. Barry to do something like that because of this, like the, a Christmas Carol, him writing it and being like one of the best selling books of all time. Right. He like it also inspired people who were rich to go out and donate. So it's so I don't know. It's it's really incredible. I I don't know. Like that. Just the reality of that is just incredible. The movie itself is really good too, because even him in this movie, I I do like how obviously it was probably embellished for <laughs> Hollywood, right? But like. He even has his that day of reckoning or day where he ha is like Scrooge on like when Scrooge wakes up from that all the different visits from the ghosts, right? Mm -hmm. And he, he's a changed man. Well, he comes out changed too. You know what I mean? Like he has to bury Scrooge, right? And there's that really cool scene where he like Scrooge is like, I don't want to die and and it kind of just hits him. It, it's kind of like that. I love that scene. Just, Christopher Plummer, oh, so it just like he he moved like he moved me in that scene. He's just like up until like that very end because he's like like throughout this whole thing, Scrooge is having an internal dialogue with uh, Charles Dickens. He's like, "I'm not changing. Let the kid die. Like that's it. Like I don't care." And then he's like in this grave, and the walls are starting to close in. And he's like, well, wait a second. This is this is permanent. You know what I mean? This is permanent. I can't come back from this. I can change, right? They're they're ghosts. They could they could change you. You know, I could I could live by their messages from now on. And that was just such a passionate scene. And man, Christopher Plummer just 
him and Dan Stevens really just knocked it out of the park for me in this. Yeah. And, and it's cool because Dan Stevens comes out of that a changed man. Like I, he finally can finish it and he's about to run out to get it printed right in time. But he has all these, like he's tying up loose ends in his own life. Like, I'm really sorry. I yelled at the servant girl and I kicked you out in reality, you know, like you're, you were a huge influence. Right. And then he had, he like kind of goes and repairs his relationship with his father mm-hmm. throughout the movie. He seems very strained. It is. And he's like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? So this actually, this, this so, story is actually based off of a book with the same title and it's about Charles Dickens. I have not got to, a chance to read it. But every time I watch this movie, I think to myself, oh my God, I have to pick this book up and I never get around to it. But Charles Dickens' father, from what I'm led to believe, was very strained. I believe even when, you know, when John Dickens had like a lot of financial troubles. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think like a lot of what the movie says is actually correct. I think that he would literally message or like write messages to all the publishers that publish Dickens stuff. And he would, you know, try to try to get money from that. So, yeah, I believe yeah. I believe that 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 relationship is probably it was strained. And I if I'm not mistaken. I believe he actually did go to a debtor's prison. Oh, wow. Yeah, that yeah. that part of it definitely That's wasn't crazy. Hollywood embellishment. I do remember reading that. Yeah, but and it just kind of shows you, like you know, Charles Dickens. You would think, oh, he had this incredible life, but he had his own issues too. You know. Yeah, and it's crazy. the movie just does a job of just going through that and finding a really clever way to do this because in a later version of a Christmas Carol, not called a Christmas Carol, but it's based, it's the same premise of it called Scrooge. The thing about this movie is with Christmas time, right? Bill Murray, I think, says yeah. it very best, like the very best. Like Christmas is the one time where we get to be who we want to be for the rest of the year. And that's that's a yes. message that this really portrays. And a lot of people weren't keeping faith with that at that time. And Charles Dickens is here to remind us that you know, we could be good to one another. We could be that person for one, at least one day a year. We can give to charity. We can donate. We could do good in the world. And there's no shortages. If you haven't taken around in the world right now, there's no shortages of ways to do good today. So hopefully this movie inspires you. If you watch it, you know, go out, donate something, you know, live, live by Charles Dickens, keep Dickens memory and, a Christmas Carol alive by adhering to the messages that he gave us all to live by for, you know, the coming time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Chris, okay. So I guess with all of that being said, what would you rate this movie? I got to tell you, I, I'm, I'm going to rate it somewhat high. I, I got to be honest. I'm on my scale. I'm going seven, nine, seven. Actually, no, I'm going to go eight. I'm going to go eight. I liked it that much. Yeah. I, I'm actually gonna give you. That's so crazy because I, I really, you know, like I said, I thought at first it was going to be something goofy, but then it turned out to be such a great emotional movie that there were times that I was even like tearing up, and, and like I just thought this movie was phenomenal. 
and I actually gave the same score. Are you Eight. kidding? Wow, this is the first time we actually had the same. And this, <laughs> I is, know. this is amazing because we both literally just came out of watching this movie like five minutes before we actually recorded the podcast. We even got a chance to talk about it. And you know what? You know what scene like gets me is when he's he's writing about it. And we talked about this before. He's writing about Tiny Tim and he's so adamant. I am going to let this kid die. Yes. And this, the actress who played the servant is like beside herself. And that, that I think that, that kind of gets me too. It's a very emotional scene. And she's like, well, you can't let him die. Like, yeah. And he's like, well, who's going to help him, right? Like, who's going to help him? And she's like, well, Scrooge is rich. Yeah. And he's like, he wouldn't help him. And then he finds out at the end, you know, he does help him. And in the story, Scrooge's generosity is actually what keeps Tiny Tim alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's so, so incredible. I, I really, really like this movie. Oh my gosh. But yeah, dude, uh, do you have anything you would like to plug? You could follow us on Instagram, uh, www. Well, I don't even know what that is, but you can just follow us on Instagram. We're fourth cut reviews. I did <laughs> manage to get my password on Twitter. So you could follow us on there. Also, we do have a Facebook. It's a page. If you want to follow us on that, it is Fourth Cut Reviews. And with that being said, I'll kick it back over to you. Uh, yeah, guys, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, give us any recommendations that you guys would like us to do. Any movies that you're like, hey, I kind of would like to hear your thoughts on this movie. Well, send them over and we'll check it out. Also, if you guys want to be on the podcast that's possible too so just reach out and we would love to have a fresh perspective like we always love bringing in friends and talking with them and and christmas is a time for giving and so yeah we would love to give any opportunity like that to anybody so um yeah I, and uh other than that i would say yeah, I, I just follow us on those. Yep, yeah, that sounds good. You want to lead us out? All right. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Fourth Cut Reviews. I'm EJ Leeson. And I'm Chris Conforti. And you guys have a great night.